Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Issues 2017. Uh, I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita Fire Chief Ron Blackwell. Welcome to Issues 2017, Ron. Nice to have you with us. Steve, good to be with you. I almost forgot who I was there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've announced that you're going to retire in July after 10 years as Wichita Fire Chief. What went into that decision? Well, a number of factors. Um, One uh, uh, has to do with the the department itself. I believe we're in uh, really good shape right now. Uh, We've uh, worked hard over the course of the past few years to develop some people and position them uh, to lead. And then, too, there were, of course, some uh, personal things uh, going on in in my life. I've uh, reached an age and uh, have been in the fire service now since I was 18 years old, and so it's probably someone else's turn. Okay. Ten years as chief, but uh, you've been with the department, as you say, a long time. Tell me yeah. about that. Well, I started uh, in uh, 1975. I moved to Wichita after I got out of the Air Force in 1970, and the Air Force uh, started me on my way. Uh, they sent me to their fire protection school, which at the time was in Illinois. I uh, did uh, four years in the Air Force as a fire protection specialist, uh, s- separated, wanted to remain in the fire service, returned home to Kansas City, which is my original hometown, uh, sought a job there, couldn't find one, but uh, found a job here in uh, Wichita working at the airport as a safety officer. Uh, did that job for a year, and then uh, the city called and asked if I was uh, still interested in being a firefighter, and I was, and uh, away I went. Why now, Why did you make the decision to, be, to become a firefighter? Well, you know, you it just was, needed a job. But that, 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 that was a part of it, and, and yeah, the, the, the need for a job it was kind of foisted on me. You know, when I joined the Air Force, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I had uh, went off to, uh, to college at the University of Missouri in, in Kansas City there for about a year, and I was not uh, a really good student, and so I didn't, uh, didn't go back. Went into the Air Force, and uh, they picked a career for me, and, and it happened to be one that fit. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you have mentors over the years? I've, I've had a lot, and uh, one that is uh, uh, really uh, Im- important to me is uh, my predecessor as fire chief here in Wichita, Larry Garcia, uh, he did uh, a lot to uh, help me uh, find the way, uh, was promoted under a Chief Garcia a couple times. He provided uh, opportunities for me uh, to lead, uh, to make some mistakes, and to learn a lot about the service. And for him, I will be uh, eternally grateful. Now, uh, you, you sounds like you came pretty well prepared, but it, did you need any more education as you were coming through the ranks? Uh, was there more that you had to get, do you think? Yeah, and, uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, while uh, coming uh, through the ranks, I did uh, get a, a bachelor's degree at uh, Wichita State and then uh, later a master's degree uh, from Wichita State. I also uh, participated in the National Fire Academy's uh, executive uh, fire officer program, uh, which was uh, instrumental in, in my uh, development and in my career. Talk a bit about uh, the firefighters' work week and how you keep those fire stations occupied with crews 24-7. Sure. Well, uh, uh, our firefighters here uh, in Wichita work 24-hour shifts, uh, so they're on for 24 hours. Then they're off for 48 hours. 
uh, during that uh, 24-hour shift. Uh, it can be a, a very busy time uh, for many of them. As you know, Steve, we've got 22 fire stations. Uh, we make about 50,000 calls a year. Uh, about oh, 80% of those calls are emergency medical calls, and that's a constant in our service today. But we also continue to have a uh, oh a, a number of uh, fire-related calls uh, concerning structures and buildings and cars. And, of course, we've had some wild land, wild land fires here around the state, so our, our folks are very busy. So how many uh, how many Wichita firefighters do we actually have then? Uh, right now, uh, the department is made up of about 440 uh, firefighters and, and civilians. Now, when you talk about that schedule, and of course, as you know, my brother Jerry is a retired firefighter, and he, he worked that schedule for many years, 24 on, 48 off. Is that, uh, it seems strange to somebody who works five <laughs> days a week, but do, do, does the guys ever get comfortable with that? Uh, they, they, they get v- very comfortable, but as you might imagine, it can at times uh, present some challenges for families and young families and uh, uh, having a, uh, a a father or, or a mother uh, home and around uh, to address whatever may occur during the day, or there will be times, or, or certainly times uh, even today, where uh, firefighters use shift exchange or find some other method uh, of leave uh, to uh, address uh, issues and and situations concerning their families. But most of those, many of those uh, who are members of our department that really love those hours and, and couldn't imagine working anything any different. Well, you might have a, a kid who's got a special program at school or a ball game, something like that, I guess. Huh? Yeah, there, there, there's that. And there's, there's also the weekends. When, when you talk about uh, ball games, you know, there are a lot of uh, youth sports activities. And yeah. so uh, Saturdays and Sundays can be tough on families uh, if it's a firefighting family. Holidays. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, we always enjoy the 4th of July as a firefighter. Well, Actually, you're going to stay pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The 4th of July is a, a very busy time. But, you know, when, when you talk about holidays, I think about things like Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, which are traditional big family holidays. And uh, our, our firefighters uh, um, are often on duty. In some cases, uh, families come and they celebrate Christmas or Thanksgiving uh, at the firehouse. There are things like birthdays that are celebrated at the firehouse. So, uh, we've got a lot of very conscientious and, and dedicated people uh, who love those hours but will always find ways to take care of their families. Now, who takes – when you're on there 24 hours or on, and who takes care of the meals in that situation? You guys uh, send out to <laughs> to the finest restaurants and set up white tablecloths and candles. <laughs> I'm not seeing this. Okay. No, no not, 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 not the finest restaurants. <laughs> but uh, often in, in the firehouse, there is someone who does cook. Uh, and uh, some of our firefighters are very, very good at it. Those who are uh, fortunate enough to be assigned to a fire station where there is someone who cooks well, uh, they, they do ve- very well. And then, there, of course, there are those situations where sometimes meals are hard to get and you wind up uh, trying to grab something quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, meals in the firehouse are typically very good. Uh, some outstanding breakfast are, are done uh, over the course of, of some weekends. And then, of course, when there are special days, there can sometimes be special meals. How do these uh, firefighters that are eating that good, uh, how do they stay in shape? Well, I, I, they, <laughs> I used to see them out uh, working out and running in the park. Do they yeah. still do that? They're, they're, they're still out, uh, and fortunately for us, uh, we've uh, developed a, a very good relationship with the local YMCAs uh, who allow our, our folks to come in and, and do what the, they can and should do to maintain uh, some wellness. But they're always in contact with the radio right there. I mean, if something comes up, they can be in the truck in, in right. a matter of just a couple of minutes, right? Yeah, the r- radio is, is always with them. And, you know, Steve, in the past we've talked about uh, response times here in Wichita, and it's one of those things that we're 
really proud of. We can get to about uh, 90% of the city uh, in, uh, in five minutes or less at, that's as it relates to the drive. Now, of course, there are some variables in there about how quickly we get uh, to uh, the, the fire unit itself and how quickly we can get dressed and ready to go. But uh, typically here in Wichita, you should see a fire truck within five, six minutes of your call. You know, it seems like forever if you're out there on the fire, but it, it, that's it, pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. It, it, it absolutely does. I've talked to, to many uh, many people over, over the years who, who've asked what, what took so long. But yeah. uh, when we take time to go back and uh, analyze the, the response, we see that we generally do very well in getting you help very quickly. Do you, do you rank that do you, do you have to with other fire companies around or cities around the nation? Or do we, we, we do some some comparative. I mean, because uh, every city is larger or smaller. Sure. It's, it's tough to do yeah, that. We, we do some comparative analysis with, with other cities. There is a uh, International City-County Managers Association that uh, provides data that allows us to compare uh, how we're doing with, with other cities. And, and we generally uh, uh, compare very, very well here. Do the firefighters still slide down that fire pole? <laughs> We've got. Uh, I always thought that would be fun. Of course, I, I I would break my neck the first call. But you know. well, no, we've got uh, uh, one 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 of our twenty two fire stations uh, has poles, uh, and it's the the last one uh, here, and that's our our fire station downtown at Murdoch and Main Station One, number one. Yeah, yeah it was built uh, back in I think nineteen seventy four. So. Yeah. It's, uh, it's starting to age a little bit, but it's a two-story facility. Uh, there are, are six poles that connect the sleeping quarters uh, to the engine room. Mm. And uh, before I leave the meals, uh, I know that at one time you were in a fire station with my brother. Uh, was he? Did you ever let him cook? <laughs> je, je, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay. your, 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 your brother, though, uh, <laughs> absolutely is, is one of the good ones. As you know, uh, he was on and had been on for, for a while when, when I started, uh, and he was one uh, that uh, m- many of us would, would look to, a uh, veteran and experienced firefighter that knew a lot of the tricks of the trade and, and someone who I have uh, many fond memories of. But don't let him cook. No, no cooking. No. no, okay. no. <laughs> How many trucks have you got? How many fire trucks and whatever? Yeah, well, uh, there are... Uh, about uh, 20 fire engines. Engines, okay. Uh-huh. There are four uh, what we call ladder trucks, truck companies. Uh, and then there are some uh, uh, support equipment and a number of, of less heavy ladders. You might have heard us talk about an aerial platform, Steve. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Those are, are the ones that uh, sometimes people call a cherry picker. So we've got uh, four, four of those across the city. And then some other lighter ladders as well as some specialized equipment for hazardous materials. Uh, for uh, rescue situations involving high elevations, below ground, water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we uh, we are a full-service, all-hazards fire department. You didn't talk about uh, there are some specialists, like, you know, when you need something, you got a submersion, guys, people like that. But uh, you talked about uh, my brother who served on a, on a rescue squad. Uh-huh. That's a... A little bit different than just regular firefighting, isn't it? Yeah, their 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 training uh, is immense and it's highly specialized. And our folks uh, take a lot of pride and spend a lot of time training, uh, trying to prepare for any situation that that can come. And that is almost always the case. Uh, many times, what a nine one one call taker is told uh, may not necessarily be what what the firefighter faces when when he arrives. So we spend a lot of time trying to get ready for everything. Now. Is there a rescue squad goes out on every ambulance call or right? Well, what what we have here, here here in town, we, we do what 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 we call squads, and mm-hmm. then we have a heavy rescue squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the squads are uh, are typically 
uh, a pickup-like truck uh, that provides us a lot, a lot of versatility and utility and is often first dispatched for uh, uh, emergency medical calls, uh, but also offers some support on the fire calls. You're listening to Issues 2017 on the Intercom radio stations. Our guest is uh, retiring Wichita Fire Chief Ron Blackwell. Uh, Ron, does, does WFD have a good mix when it comes to things like ethnics and gender and, sure. and the firefighters? Uh, yeah, you know, there, there uh, still remains uh, some, some work to be done there. Uh, right now there are probably, oh, eight, maybe ten uh, women who are, are part of our, uh, our firefighting force. Uh, in our past uh, three recruit classes, they've produced at least uh, one woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, they do very well. And then uh, you probably know uh, Tammy Snow, a longtime Wichita firefighter. She's currently deputy fire chief uh, and has been on the job for more than 25 years. Uh, we have a uh, number of uh, African-American uh, firefighters, um, uh, Hispanic firefighters, uh, and, and others. Uh, of course, we're always uh, looking uh, – to increase our diversity, and for those who are uh, capable, have a desire, want to learn more, there are, there are a couple ways to go about that. Uh, we're currently in, in the process of uh, completing our ninth Citizens Fire Academy, uh, which provides an opportunity for people who have an interest to learn more about the department. It also provides an opportunity for citizens who want to know more about the inner workings of our fire department to participate in a 10-week program uh, during the evening hours where they come out and get exposed to tools and equipment and uh, our most important resource, uh, the firefighters themselves. What are the physical requirements to be a firefighter? I mean, uh, uh, well, right right now uh, we uh, put all of our applicants... And I have, I've seen Tammy <laughs> Snow, and she's not a great big person. Oh, she's not. But she must be pretty strong, you know well, what I'm saying? Uh, she, 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 she is strong, uh, and uh, what we uh, put our uh, applicants through is what's called the Candidate Physical Abilities Test. Uh, which was uh, developed by uh, a number of uh, exercise scientists and others that test uh, the individual's ability to lift, to pull, uh, test uh, cardiac fitness, those kinds of things using activities that simulate the kinds of tasks uh, one would be expected to perform as a firefighter. And uh, that, uh, uh, we believe, has worked uh, very very well for us here. And as I shared with you, we've seen uh, an increase in the number of not only female applicants, but those who have been successful in our process. Do most of our firefighters have a good support team of family and friends? or is it M- Many of them do, Steve, but, but as, as you might all, imagine, all yeah. <laughs> I, I think our, our firefighters, our fire department is probably a uh, microcosm of uh, the society. Sure. Uh, but uh, many, all, uh, have uh, uh, very good and, and supportive families. And then, of course, there is uh, your uh, internal family, your firefighting family, which is Always very, very support. We're always very supportive of, of each other and, and the things we want to accomplish. Have you had? I know you have on occasion, as chief. You've dealt with a firefighter's death on the job. What is that like? It's uh, it's the worst. Yeah. Uh, you know, sadly, here, uh, Urban Eck died in in the line of duty following a fire back in uh, 2010. Uh, I've been uh, chief in in uh, two other jurisdictions in addition to Wichita, and had a. Uh, a death in, involving a firefighter while fire chief in Prince George's County, Maryland, and those uh, those are tough. Yeah, no, no easy way to deal with that. Let's no. uh, let's talk about uh, uh, the uh, tough physical work. What are some of the injuries and aches and pains your people deal with? You know, Other than burns, we know there's going to be a burn. <laughs> well, there's, then, you know. there, there, there are some of those, but but we do everything we can to avoid the, the burn. You know, we're really fortunate here in that. 
the uh, protective equipment that uh, we, we're provided is uh, second to none. Uh, and uh, many of the injuries um, sometimes parallel what you would see in professional athletics. There are strains and sprains and uh, those kinds of uh, dislocations uh, that uh, you often see at, at the professional sporting level. Uh, our people often work on uneven terrain. You know, sometimes we'll put yeah. a guy on a roof or there are some cases where uh, – they're uh, climbing stairs, uh, and there are things that go on, you know, entering people's homes who you're not familiar with. So there's always the opportunity for a slip, a trip, or a fall. Uh, those things that uh, happen at a car fire where you're expected to crouch and get below uh, flames with uh, liquids and fluids from a vehicle around can often uh, create a slip, which uh, can, can create a fall. So those things that, that you might see uh, a professional athlete suffer are, are, are often uh, – what our firefighters are exposed to. What is the leading cause of house fires in Wichita? You know, uh, Steve, in, in, in all my, my years, it's been uh, careless smoking. And one would think oh, over time, with all the attention that, that's been paid and uh, uh, issues related to smoking, secession, and those kinds of things, we continue to, to see uh, careless smoking as one of the, the leading causes and is often involved in uh, fire death here in Wichita. What about the leading cause for a commercial building fire? Commercial building fires uh, vary, uh, but uh, in a uh, very general way, it's, it's carelessness. There are people who, uh, as, as you might imagine, get very comfortable at work, <clears throat> want to bring some things in to uh, cook something, to warm something up uh, that can, uh, can lead to fires. And in uh, many cases, th- those occur after hours, so yeah. things have an opportunity to smolder. Is arson a big problem in Wichita? I don't know that I would describe it as a big problem, but it, it's certainly uh, something that uh, we pay a lot of attention to. Uh, perhaps, oh, 300-plus uh, fires that are intentionally set and for uh, nefarious means occur here in, in Wichita. And uh, we've got a very good fire investigations unit. They have a high arrest rate. Uh, you know, we uh, have employed the services of an arson canine here for a number of years, and uh, that dog's been very helpful in, in identifying uh, fires that uh, involve a flammable liquid. So, yeah, we, we, do, we do a lot of work, a lot of good work with our fire investigators. My next question was to talk about your investigators a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I can tell, these people take what they take it very seriously. They are, they are oh, with, highly with, professional. With, 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 without, without doubt, and uh, they've got a tremendous amount of training. Uh, not only do, are they responsible for those things relating to identifying what uh, probably caused a fire, but they also do a lot of law enforcement training, so issues related to uh, the, the Constitution and uh, the administrative, administrative side of law enforcement is all a part of what they're expected uh, to know in addition to their, their firefighting duties. And over the years, uh, Ron, are there you know, a couple of one or two fires that stick out in your memory for, for one reason or another? You know, I, I mean, you've been on a lot of calls, right? <laughs> I've, I've made a few calls yeah. over time. I remember, uh, oh, my, my first fire, my very first fire, which would have been back in uh, 1976. There was a, a car fire uh, on the 1100 block of West, West Douglas. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there was a lot of smoke and flame coming out of that car. And, of course, I was amped up and a little nervous about it. And as we turned off of Main Street... Uh, headed toward uh, Seneca, there was a column of smoke that led me to believe that that entire block was on fire. (laughs) (laughs) 
And as it turns out, it, it was a car with a, uh, a fire that had extended from the engine compartment uh, into the passenger compartment, and with those plastics and vinyls, uh, created a tremendous amount of smoke. So I'll always re- remember that one. And then uh, there was a fire at the Land Tool Company uh, many, many years ago, which was probably one of the, the bigger fires I, I had ever seen. Uh, there was a fire at uh, the Rounds and Porter Building there at Douglas and Waco right. where uh, uh, the police uh, property and evidence is now. Uh, Great big building. Yeah, yeah. B- big building there, b- big fire there. And then uh, the uh, more memorable events would, would have to do with uh, some of the lives that uh, were lost. And then uh, not uh, too long ago, uh, two fires, Steve, and perhaps you, you'll remember, we lost uh, four uh, at a fire probably uh, two years ago uh, near here uh, on a, a street called Goble. Okay. There was a couple and, uh, and two children that, that died in a wintertime fire. And, and then, of, of course, we had the fire at uh, Midcontinent Airport a uh, couple, couple years ago now where uh, four people died. Is looking ahead, is the department seeing an adequate supply of applicants? Are you getting enough people that want to be firefighters? Uh, we, we, we are, uh, but of course, uh, we would uh, encourage anyone and everyone with, with the, an, an interest. Uh, not all who apply are accepted for any number of reasons. Uh, our selection process involves an interview, uh, there is an aptitude test, and then there's that physical abilities test. Uh, many people are, are successful. Uh, we also find, too, that some who are uh, successful in the process are not necessarily suited for, for this kind of work with, with the hours and, and the expectations. So it's important for us to keep a, uh, an adequate uh, a- applicant pool. Would you suggest a job? And, and why? I'm sure you would, but why would you suggest a job to a young person or any person? Uh, I, I, would, I think the, the, the job is great, and it provides us some, some real opportunity. You know, there's an opportunity there to, to support uh, the family. It, you're not going to make all the money in, in the world, but if, if you manage your money, you can certainly support a family. And then the, uh, the versatility in the hours provides some opportunities for uh, um, additional work. But also that, that time away from, from the job can be uh, very uh, supportive of the family environment as well. What are you going to do in retirement? I'm not going to do anything. Well, you know, that's a fairly short answer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at uh, all. I I I I don't have have any plans to 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 do any anything right right now. I'm gonna um, uh, just uh, quietly walk away. Uh, go sit down somewhere and well, see. I'm not suggesting you get another job. I'm just saying. Did, did you have any hobbies? Do you go no, fishing or anything? You know, I I I I, I really don't. Uh, my my uh, my off off duty time has been about this job. Uh, one that I've. Uh, truly loved and, and feel r- really fortunate to have had over time. So I've not spent a lot of time thinking much about wh- wh- what I would do. I just feel like it's it's time for me to go, and, and I'm going to go. Well, my wife's already told me when I retired, you, you better find something to do because you're not hanging around here. Maybe I'll just call you up and we'll start our own little uh, golf tournament or let, something. Golf or... Let me know. <laughs> what is the biggest, uh, uh, what's the best thing about being a fire chief? The, the, you know the uh, the ability to uh, really influence and, and help people uh, both uh, on on the job and uh, those outside of the job. Uh, I have uh, cur- currently have a tremendous amount of, of influence and that that ability to influence either through the title or or the ability to uh, put some resources where, where they're needed 
has been the best part of the job for me. What, uh, what are you going to miss the most other than that call at 2 a.m. to come out and, <laughs> and be in a fire? Uh, what, what are you going to miss about uh, not being a chief or being a, not being a firefighter? No, I, I think that uh, it probably goes without saying what, what I'll miss most are the people. Uh, I've met some uh, tremendous conscientious and dedicated public servants over the years. Uh, many of them are, are people that I call friend, and that's not uh, not a title that, that I give away lightly. So uh, not uh, interacting with them as frequently as I have is something that I'm, I'm certainly going to miss. Listen, thanks for doing this show with me several times over the years. Best of luck to you. And all of our best. I hope you have a great uh, retirement. And uh, good luck to you, Ron. Thanks for your service for the city of Wichita over these years. Steve, thank, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Our guest, Wichita Fire Chief uh, Ron Blackwell. That's all for this edition of Issues 2017. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.